Welcome to this event at the Poetry Festival, and thank you very much for coming. And as always, we have a, a range of people to thank. The Arts Council England for a good deal of support for the whole of the Poetry Festival, and with this particular event, also the Poetry Translation Centre, whose managing director, Erica, is with us this morning, and will say something a little bit later about the work that the centre does. Berjan Matur uh, is a Turkish author, columnist and poet, writing in both Turkish and Kurdish tongues. And one of the things she said which was particularly striking, I found, is, as a poet, I can tell my people's untold tragedies. So for me, writing is a responsibility. And I think that will look forward very much to her poetry. Jen Hadfield, um, who is going to translate some of Bejan's poetry, has written several books of poetry, Almanacs and Nine No Place, which won the 2008 T.S. Eliot Prize, and Bissus in 2014. And um, her poetry has been described as lyrical and full of folklore, and she's inspired by the Shetland countryside in which she lives, and also by Canada. And um, thank you very much. I'm now going to pass over to Erica to say a few words about the Poetry Centre. Good morning. It's so lovely to see so many people here, so many familiar and unfamiliar faces. Thank you very much for having us here at the festival. As Rosemary said, my name is Erica, and I'm the Managing Director of the Poetry Translation Centre, and we translate, publish, and tour poets from around the world, particularly from Asia, Africa, and Latin America, um, basically places where there is wonderful contemporary poetry that has yet to be translated into English. And this event is part of our summer tour, where we've been touring Bejan Matur and also um, Armenian-Turkish poet Karin Karakashli around the UK. And... Uh, for that, we, I need to give an extra thank you to the Arts Council because they supported us with their strategic touring fund, uh, which made it possible to, to reach a lot more places and a lot more different audiences. This event celebrates the publication of a new chapbook that we've just released, which takes poems from throughout Bejan's illustrious career. She's the author of nine different collections in Turkish, um, in translation, new, new English translations by Jen Hadfield, who has worked with a bridge translator called Janan Marashkila in the collaborative way that the PTC works with our poets to, to make new English versions that convey something of the original but also live and breathe as their own English poems, which I hope you'll experience in a moment. So I hope you enjoy the reading. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, before I start, I want to thank you, uh, Ledbury Festival and Poetry Translation and Jan Hadfield for the translation. I'm happy to be here. Uh, my poetry, I always describe my poetry like elegies. Uh, the poem now I'm going to read first is called If This Is a Lament. Uh, I come from a, a place 
which has a very strong oral tradition. And uh, most of the uh, women, uh, their way of uh, composing elegies when they haven't, uh, when they lo- uh, lost someone, it's very strong and very. Um, uh, of course, it was in Kurdish, but in my mind, in my Turkish, there is a layer of Kurdish. I always feel that I feel that uh, all my poetry uh, has this element uh, as a layer. Uh, I will speak more about my poetry. Uh, if you have any question, I would love to answer at the end. And when I finish my Turkish reading, I would like to read one or two Kurdish poetry, too, which I recently started writing in Kurdish. Uh, the first poem is called, If This Is The Lament, in Turkish is Bir Aut Sabu. Olmayan bir ülkeden söz ediyorlar. Olmayan dilden, kardeşlikten. Konuşma yok, yok kelimeler. Anlaşılmak içinse yeryüzü, kim ölümü anlatacak? Dağların aldığı nefesi, çöken karanlığı, kim anlatacak? Bir çocuğun rüyasında büyüyenleri, kim? Kuşların kanatları, Eski bir masaldan bana doğru çırpınıyor. Eski kadınların anlattığı, tenin taşa yakınlığı. Belli ki bir ağıtçıyım ben. Karanlık çöktüğünde, dağların ötesinde, kimi ansam bakıyor bana acıyla. Bu bir ağıtsa ağlamak henüz başlamadı. If this is a lament, they speak of a land that never was, a non-existent tongue. There is no utterance, no words. If we're put on earth to understand each other, who can make sense of death? Explain how the mountains stole breath or translate the darkness that has fallen. Who can say what burgeons in a child's dream? Flapping out of an ancient tale, birds' wings bear down on me and skins akin to stone, as the old women used to say. When darkness falls beyond the mountains, the people I remember look to me in pain. My words are elegy. If this is a lament, we haven't even begun to cry. This poem, Ceremonial Robes, it's called Terengi Sileri. Uh, this is one of my early poems. Actually, my early poems were more dark. As I'm getting older, there's still not light, but I feel more like reading and I'm enjoying the music of my new poems. 
before it was like heavy. You will see. Tören giysileri. Çürümüş, donuk kalbinde bu toprakların gözleri gördüm. Herkes sesiyle vardı ve duruşuyla gövdesinin. Bir insanı en iyi sevişirken tanırız. Kalbimizi birlikte çürütürken. Ağırlaşan gövdemiz gece uyandırır. Mezar gibidir avlul evler. Çocukluk bir uykudur, uzun sürer. Ve dokunmak için bir arzu, bir arzu sürükler bizi ölüme. Ben kendimi sınadığım her gövdede, ben kendimi bıraktığım her şehirde, içime aldığım göğünü ülkelerin ve boşluğunu görünce kalbimin gitmeli dedim. Çürümüş tören giysileri içinde askıda salınan kökler, biz denize düşürsek de ateşi, o hep yanar, ıssızlık bahşeder karanlığa yanar. Tarih bir yanılgı olabilir diyor şair, insan bir yanılgıdır diyor Tanrı. Çok sonra bu toprakların kalbi kadar çürümüş bir sonra da insan bir yanılgıdır diyor Tanrı ve düzeltmek için varım ama geciktim. Ölü kızıl suyun dalgası gece yürünen yol. Ve yolcuların dağıldığı zavallı yeryüzü, salınan beyaz kefenler, tören giysileri ve bir koşu için gerekli tek şey atın yelesidir. Ast olan şimdi ve burada çürüyüp kaldık. Tanrı görmesin harflerimi. İnsan bir hata diyor durmadan ve hatasını düzeltmek için acı veriyor, sadece acı. Ceremonial Robes In the cold dead heart of the land I saw their eyes Everyone was there with their own stance and voice We know each other best when we make love Together our hearts decay Our bodies growing heavy wake us in the night Houses with courtyards are like graves Childhood is a slumber It lasts a long time, and the desire to touch hauls us towards death. I tried myself in every body, lost myself in every city, took each country's sky to heart, and when I saw the emptiness of my heart, that's enough, I said. Inside Decaying ceremonial robes, roots swaying on the hangar. Even doused in the sea, this fire will burn forever. It beats out light in the darkness. It burns on. Perhaps history is a mistake, the poet says. Humankind is a mistake, says God. The future corrupt as the heart of the land. Humans are a mistake, says God. I've come to put things right, but too late. Red tide of the dead, the road taken at night, and the poor earth where pilgrims scatter, one shrouds sweeping, ceremonial robes. 
To flee we need the horse's mane. This is the truth. Left here we rot. May God not read my words. He keeps saying humankind was a mistake. And correcting himself brings sorrow. Nothing but sorrow. This poem, her kadın kendi ağacını tanır. Uh, every woman knows her own tree. Uh, my family, like hundred years ago, they were nomad. They were living in the highlands. And then in 30s, uh, they settled in a plain, which is in Mediterranean, kind of. I born in Marash. Uh, but they used to go to Highland during the summertime. And my mother once told me, when she was young, uh, the young girls, when they are uh, after their teenage time, uh, uh, in the Highland there was a place uh, which has oak trees and some other trees. Uh, that place was a kind of... Uh, finding, um, waiting for their love, for their lovers. Uh, the, the society, the families were letting them to go there and then have a nice time with their, the person they flirt with. And she said, we, each of us had a tree we know, and we were going there waiting for the boy who come and choose one of us. And yeah, it was a very like kind of um, nature, uh, mythological scene, uh, what she told me. Uh, this is about love, of course, but impossible love. Her kadın kendi ağacını tanır. Sana geldiğimde kanatlarımı siyah taşlarla örülmüş o ıssız şehrin üzerinde açacak... Bulduğum bir ağacın dallarına tüneyecek ve acıyla bağıracaktım. Her kadın kendi ağacını tanır. Uçtuğum o gece, karanlığın girmeye korktuğu şehri geçtim. Gölge olmayınca ruh yalnızdı, uludum. Every woman knows her own tree. When I looked for you, I spread my wings over the city built of black abandoned stones, found a tree and perched on its branches and shrieked with pain. Every woman knows her own tree. That night I crossed a city so black that darkness feared to enter it. My soul was lonely without its shadow. I howled. Buzul. O gölde buzlarla çevrilmiş binlerce yıldır ölüydüm, uyandırdın. Uyandım ve yanmış bir ormanın sisinde buldum uykumu. Geceye yapıştı gövdem. Bir buzulun derin ışığından tene akan beyazlık hatırlattı. 
o gölde yürüdün sen, ten ve iz bırakarak. You're really testing me in my Turkish now. <laughs> I'm flinging it. Buzul, buzul. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Glacier. Dead to the world a thousand years in a lake immured in ice. You woke me up. Mist. I found I'd been sleeping in a charred forest. My body clung to night. White light from the depth of the glacier floods into my skin. Reminds me, you walked on that lake, leaving your tracks, skin, scars. İki rüyada büyümek. Sen uykudan söz ederken iki rüyada büyümüş biri gibi kalbim bölünüyor. Duvara yansıyan ışığın yaptığı kelimeler. O kelimeler uykuda geldiği için belki de hala dönüyorlar etrafımda. Bana dağları anlatıyorlar. İnanmanın kanıyla ayakta duran dağları. Çünkü bir sabahtır sonunda bizi uyandıracak olan elimizden alınmış dünya ve doğumla bir dağ yolunda ilerlerken sen, bacası tüten bir ev, sulardan geçip gitmekte olan renk, anlatmaz yine de olanı, bize konuşanı kimdir? Çünkü tarih açmıştır yaraları bir kez, öfkenin bağladığı kabuklar incelmiştir çoktan, artık yalnızca sese sığınıyoruz ışıklı geceye, kime gideceğiz? Hangi sözle anlatacağız acıyı? Hangi dilde bağışlanmayı isteyeceğiz? Bize saf bir başlangıç gerekli. Kelimelerin gün doğumunda ruha bağlandığı bir başlangıç. Bize bir yuvanın şefkati gerekli. Kıyısından geçerken bacası tüten bir ev ki affetmenin toprağında sığınılacak bir yurt zannedip susalım, susalım. It's an amazing journey this poem takes you on. Growing up in two dreams. While you talk about sleep like someone who grew up in two dreams, my heart splits. The light reflected on the wall makes words. Perhaps while I slept, they appeared, still swirling around me. Mountains, they say. The mountains stand still with the blood of belief. Because it's morning after all that will shake us awake. Earth and our birthright have been stolen. You walk a mountain road. A house with a smoking chimney like color dispersing in water doesn't tell the truth. The one speaking to us is still invisible. Who is it? History has already opened these wounds. Fragile, the scars thickened with anger. Our voices are the only, are our only shelter in the lit night. Who can we turn to? 
What words can we use to speak of pain? In what language can we ask to be forgiven? We need a clean slate, a sunrise of words, dawn of the soul. We need the gentle home with chimney smoking to walk by its walls on forgiving soil. We decide this is somewhere we can take refuge and fall quiet. We fall quiet. This is one of my key poems. We had a discussion, uh, Erica, Jan, and me. We want this poem to be in that chapbook. Uh, it's from one of my recent books. Biliyorum, söylenmeyeni. Şimdi ben bir dağa bağlayacağım umudumu. Çünkü karşılaşmadır o. İhtimaldir. O dağda çocukluğun aklı şefkati gizlenmiş. Bilmiyorum nerede bırakıldı gülüşün ve nerede yarım kalan bakışın. Yarı gömülmüş bedenin anlatıyor bana sürmekte olanı. Çünkü geriye bakmakla ben incindim. Bana geç verilmiş bir gerçek bu. Bir karşılaşmanın vereceği son şey. Ekinleri hatırlıyorum, kesildiklerinde biz olmayı gösteren buğdayları. Kavaklar kıpırdıyordu o gün, bütün sevinçleri havalandıran bir bahardı. Ne konuştuk bilmiyorum ama biliyorum söylenmeyeni. Jan knows better than me. <laughs> If someone reads wrong, I correct. But I don't remember anyway. Söylenmeyen kavakların ışırtısında kaybolup gidendi. Kanımızda kıpırdayan da söylenmeyen. Ama öyle geç, öyle geç ki artık o dağa yürüsem de yok kimse. Ne gece ne ateş beklemek de yok aramızda bir dağ var sadece I know the unspoken Now all my hope is invested in the mountain it harbors possibility maybe an encounter maybe childhood's delicate soul is hidden on that mountain I don't know where your smile lies abandoned or your unfinished stare. Your half-buried body betrays what has been done. Harm befell me when I looked back. I grasped the truth, the encounter's last gift, too late. Remember harvest time. Wheat as it fell to the blade, showing the world who we are. The poplars shivered that day, the air lifted with the joys of spring. I don't know what we talked about, 
but I know what was unspoken. It went astray in the rustling poplars. It was moving in our blood, the unspoken. But it's too late. So late that I will find no one, even if I climb the mountain. No night between us, nor fire, nor waiting. There is only a mountain. The Graves of Children, Çocuk Mezarları. This poem, uh, it's about the uh, children. Uh, it was told by my un- uncle uh, when they were going to the highlands uh, on the road. There were some babies were dying, and it was a sudden death. That's why. And as they had to go continue their journey, they were burying their uh, babies uh, on the roadside. And he says, um, he said, uh, uh, coming next year, for example, when they go on the same road, uh, they were trying to find the graves, but they were not there anymore because it was swept by rain or... uh, it was very uh, sad when I heard this. And then I wrote a few lines. It's a little poem. And I wanted to keep the sound of babies in this poem. Çocuk mezarları. Öldük işte. Kaydık karanlıktan. Kayın ağaçları da gördü. Ufak taşlar da. Gece ve yıldızlar geçti üzerimizden. Gömüldük yol kıyısına. The Graves of Children So we died. We flitted out of darkness. Beaches bore witness, as did the tiniest of stones. Night and stars streamed above us where we lay buried along the road. Uh, my poetry is, I don't use any political terminology, all these big slogans, cliches, but it's very political. Uh, because I write from a place and then there is always you can find uh, it try to say something about people about country and this is one of uh, after Gezi protest actually I wrote this it's a little poem called Bahar Yok There is no spring uh, Erguvan is also Erguvan is one of the uh, tree belongs to Istanbul. On the Bosphorus, you see during the uh, springtime, it's red. It's a beautiful poem. All the clas- uh, classical Ottoman uh, poetry. Uh, this tree is one of the uh, most. Uh, uh, uh, they they use a lot. Many poets has a 
day one about this tree. Um, bahar yok. Erguvanlar açmış. Yastayız yine. Bahar yok. Ülke yok. Ve her yer kan içinde. There is no spring. The Judas trees are blossoming. We're in mourning again. There is no spring. The fertile land is drowning in blood. Uh, Requiem for Saroyan. Uh, Saroyana out. Saroyan is one of the uh, American, uh, Armenian writer. He born in the um, early 19th century and uh, not 19th century, sorry, in 90s. And uh, he was friend of uh, Hemingway, this generation, one of the well-known writers. Uh, his family is from Anatolia. He born in California. He never been in Anatolia, but he was, he grew up with the stories that uh, that were told by his uh, parents, and he always wanted to go back to Anatolia uh, and see the house that his parents born in city called Bitlis in the southeast in the Kurdish part of Anatolia. And in 70s, he decided to visit Istanbul uh, with a group of friends, a, a photographer and a painter, a journalist. They, with a car, they went to Bitlis. On the way to Bitlis, uh, there is a very nice book about this journey. And on the way to Bitlis, uh, they had an, a, bre a break, small break at a city called Erzurum. Erzurum is very famous with their uh, nationalism, Turkishness, all this uh, right-wing, conservative. It's a very uh, a tense city. You feel this tension. And when they had a break and uh, he is thirsty, he wanted to drink uh, something. And then there is iron. Iron is a Turkish drink they make with yogurt. And there is a small boy, he is selling iron, and he uh, had one glass of iron, and then he wanted to pay, but he didn't have any coins with him, any money. And he got panic, and he's trying to find the money, and the little boy, he says, okay, it's okay, you will pay later. And Saroyan, he sits and starts crying. And later, this later, <laughs> when, it brings all the memories of, the, like, all these tragedies, genocide, and he starts crying. And uh, this poem is about him. Saroyana out. Bitlis'in dağları kar içinde. Dağları Bitlis'in ah geçmişin. 
Bir adamın yurdunu ararken bulduğu taşlar taş mıdır sadece? Yaz içinde bir kadın bir gömleği taşıyor. Acıdan bir gömleği anlatıyor bize. Bakın diyor dağlar hala soğuk. Bakın kartallar, geyikler ve meşe. Biz unutmadık. Göğsünde bir yastan kalan kederle yakıştın gecenize. Yakıştın toprakta büyüyen yalnızlığa. Senin dönüşüne bakıyorum ben. Bittisin dağlarına. Bir babanın kanlı başını süsleyen güllerin solmadığı zamana bakıyorum inatla. Ve biliyorum aynı kelimeler aynı yerden söylense de aynı dağları aynı vadileri anlatmaz. Ve nehri özlemenin aynı uzaklığa ulaşmaz. Şimdi bir müziğin her şeyi yenilediği bu sabah bir adamın bir taşın karşısında oturmasıdır geçmiş. Harfleri okunmayan kırık bütün kalpler gibi acı içinde bir taş. Ceplerine taş dolduran adamı hatırladın mı? Bir yurt arayan üzgün adamı. Onun yaslandığı duvar, onun baktığı rüzgar. Taş toplamaktadır hala bellekte. Bellekte taş sökmektedir. Çünkü ölümden daha büyük bir yol var önümüzde. Artık karları bağışlıyorum. Kışta tükenen soluğu, gidişi. Artık her şeyi bağışlıyorum. It's, it's really nice for me to hear Bejan speak the poems because I've been working with them in translation for um, a couple of months and every time she reads and, and speaks around them I learn something new which I hadn't known before, I hadn't noticed before and and hearing her read them a, a few times I, I sort of attend to stresses that I didn't know about as well so that's really nice, I can I can try and bring that into my reading too. Requiem for Saroyan The mountains of Beatles are covered in snow. The mountains of Beatles, oh, the past. The man looking for his homeland. Other stones he finds, just stones. A woman in mourning is carrying a shirt. She tells us the shirt is filled with pain. Look, she says, in the mountains it's still cold. Look, eagles, oak trees and deer, we won't forget. With the grief from her lament still lingering in your breast, you belong in our night. You belong in the loneliness growing in our soil. I watch for your return to the mountains of Bitlis. Stubbornly I look to the time when the roses that dress a father's bloody head don't fade. And I know we can't use the same words to speak of the same mountains and the river of longing. We'll never attain the same valleys. This morning one music renews everything. History is a man sitting in front of a shattered stone, indecipherable. And like all broken hearts, a stone in pain.
Do you remember the man filling his pockets with stones? The desolate man searching for his homeland. He's leaning on the wall. He's looking at the wind. When we remember him, he's still gathering stones. When we remember him, he's still dismantling stones. Because there lies ahead of us a journey greater than death. Now I forgive the snows, the departure, the last breath stolen by winter. Now I forgive everything. I have learned. Dünyada olmak acıdır öğrendim. Yeryüzündeki tüm kızıl taşlara Tanrı'nın kanı sürülmüştür. Bu yüzden kızıl taşlar çocukluğumuzu öğretir. Tanrı biz çocukken yanımızda dolaşır. Küpemize dokunur ve kolyemize, pabuçlarımıza ve kurdelamızın kız çocuk olmak kıvrımına girer saklanır. Kızıl bir elbise ve yatak almalıyım. Kızıl bir yüzük ve lamba. O zaman olmalı ki annenin zamanı başlar ve tükenir. Beklemeyi bilen kan taş olmayı da bilir. Dünyada olmak acıdır. Öğrendim. Kızıl karanlık, mavi karanlık ve başlangıç bir anlamı olmalı ki bunların bırakmaz bizi Annemiz ve Tanrımız. I have learned on every single red stone on earth the blood of God was smeared. That's how red stones teach us our childhood. When we're children, God walks alongside us. He toys with our earrings and our necklaces. He plays hide and seek in our ribbons and shoes, entering the fold of our girlhood. I will buy a red dress and bed, a red ring and lamp. The mother's time comes and comes to an end. Blood knows how to wait, how to turn to stone. I've learned to be in the world is pain. Blood darkness, bruise darkness, and the beginning, they whisper to us, we won't be abandoned by our mother, our God. Lalesh uh, is the last Turkish poem. Lalesh uh, is the... Uh, place of Yezidi people who lives in Iraqi Kurdistan. Uh, it's their um, temple, kind of holy place. Uh, I've been there uh, before the ISIS attack and uh, all these horrible uh, events happened. And there I felt, somehow I felt at home because uh, the their rituals, uh, the things they believe, 
It's very much similar to our uh, tradition. I come from an Alevi family, uh, which is uh, kind of... Um, Alevism is a, a kind of um, uh, syncretic. Uh, it has many different elements from shamanism, from Zarathustrian, from Yazidi religion also. Uh, we believe in nature. My mom always pray for sun, for fire. Four elements is everywhere. You feel that. And it's also in my poetry. Uh, when I was there, uh, in this poem, there is a secret I'm not going to tell you. It is a secret. <laughs> uh, really, they, I felt at home. Uh, uh, I had this feeling. And I, I wrote this poem there while I was visiting. I was very, I was crying and writing. And, yeah, Lalesh. Bu güneştir. Bu da ev. Meleğin koruduğu yuva bekler hep. Diyor ki bana, eşiklerden geçerek gör siyah olanı. İnsanlığı kurtaranı gör. Hani o yükseklikten, dağların insanı koruyan vakarından söz eden, başlıyorum düğümlerden, kumaşların dileklerle mühürlendiği karanlıktan başlıyorum. Ve batıyor güneşimiz bizim herkesten önce. Çocukların vaftizi, badem ağaçlarına asılmış dilek. Bahar geldi ve gidişin senin hiç bitmedi. Bana diyor ki, gözyaşlarının soğukluğunu kapıda bırak. O bizim borcumuzdur. Unutma diyor, evin bu dağların yanı. Seni inananların sabahında en önde ağırlayacağız. Kızıl kadifeler içinde badem ağaçlarına ve taşlara sunarak ve bilerek hangi acı karartmamış yürekleri. Ben gizli bir inanandım ve gizli kaldım. Sırrım çözüldü ve o dağın kovuğunda bulduğum acıdan saadet ve benzerliğim onlara. Evet yuvayadır dönüş ve yuva dağların arasında unutulmuş badem ağaçları. Ve düğümlerdir. I was so happy to translate this poem because I nearly got to Lalesh once. Um, I was in uh, Kurdistan a few years ago with a bunch of Scottish poets and we were paired up um, with Kurdish poets um, and Iraqi poets to translate each other's work. And one afternoon, we tried to get to Lalesh, um, but it rained really, really heavily, and the roads all flooded, and we had to turn around and go back. So it's, it's, this is the closest I've ever been. <laughs> Lalesh. This is the sun, and I'm home. The nest the peacock angel protects, waiting faithfully. The man tells me, look, see the black one who hovers on the thresholds. See the one who can save humanity. He tells how human dignity was preserved by the height of these mountains. He says our sun is the first to set. The baptism of children is a wish hung on almond trees. 
I start on the knots. I begin in the dark, untying wishes, tied, sealed into velvet. Spring has come, and your departure is never ending. He tells me, leave your cold tears at the door. This is our burden. Don't forget, you belong here by the mountains. In the morning, we will welcome you, making offerings to almond trees and stones in scarlet velvet, hearts undimmed by pain. They recognized me, a secret believer. I found calm sorrow in the mountains then. And yes, I will come home to the almond trees and those knots forgotten in the mountains. Now I wanted to read two small, um, uh, short Kurdish poem. Uh, my Kurdish is... Um, uh, I cannot compare with my Turkish, of course. It's very... Uh, it's a real mother language, actually. I always speak to my mother uh, in Kurdish because her Turkish is not good. And uh, she is very proud that she says, if I was not speaking with you, you would forget completely. She's right. And uh, I, I, I start writing uh, poetry in Turkish, of course, because my education was in Turkish. In Turkey, Kurds, we don't have right to have an education in Kurdish. It's still uh, banned. And uh, after my, I was in Ankara studying No, that time I was in prison for one year. I was 19 years old. And uh, all my emotions, feelings, they were very strong and I had to um, express them as much as I can strongly and comes in Turkish because poetry comes to me in Turkey uh, in, in as a music first there is no words if I have a pen and notebook I can make a poem otherwise it's just the music if I know how to compose if I know how to write notes I would I would I would have uh, composed a symphony uh, instead of poetry uh, the early poems were in Turkish, but recently, like three years ago, I was invited to South Bank Poetry Festival, actually. There, uh, they asked, uh, we did the closing session with some other poets, and the audience, some of them, they came to me, they said, oh, we, we don't know Turkish sound that's soft and nice, and I was kind of, I felt sorrow, kind of, because this softness and sound has my Kurdish in it, this is my Turkish. Turkish is not like that. The Turkish I write is different. It's my language. And then I felt like I must show people how Kurdish sound, 
That was my first feeling, and then I was off to New York. I write, when I travel, I write, I write more. I was in the plane over Atlantic, and I, I heard a music. In, it was in Kurdish. It was a Kurdish sound. And then I made some notes. I wrote short, uh, four short poems. On the way back, I went to uh, Marash, my hometown, and I told my mom I was very excited. I never feel excited for Turkish poetry like that. I was like, like a small girl. And I, I, I told my mom, I said, Mom, do you know I'm writing in Kurdish now? And she looked at me in a very interesting way, like her gaze were very deep and happy. I saw this happiness. She was proud. And she said, can you read it for me? I said, yes, okay. I was very excited. And when I read it, she was doing this, with the, like this, very proud. And one of the poems, it's called Chahba. She asked me, she said, when you say Chahba, do you mean turn around you or you want someone to come back to return? I said, I'm saying return or came back. And she said, then it's not Chahba, it's Vegere. She become my editor. <laughs> Writing in Kurdish is like being complete, having home. Uh, yeah, it's like repairing your soul, consoling more. Uh, and I haven't published them yet. I read them in Berlin Festival, in Sardinia, and in our tour I'm reading. I'm going to read from my phone. This is a very postmodern. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> one of the oldest languages in the world. <laughs> and also, my Kurdish is very, uh, I have a very local dialect. It's called Marash Kurmanji. Uh, it's very different than the Kurdish, standard Kurdish. Standard Kurdish is like more, let's say, elegant. There is a hierarchy between us and them, but I'm very proud to have this local one. Our Kurdish is like Swiss German. <laughs> it's a mountain Kurdish, and I wanted to keep that, but I have some help from my friends and to make it more understanding, and they, they change a few words. Uh, but I'm very proud because we don't have a written tradition. I wanted to have something because this language is going to die. Maybe in coming 20, 30 years, it will die. And that's why I wanted to keep this. And I will publish, I think, next year my book, my first Kurdish book. Ba, ba is wind. Bak 
هر هر تشتکی تجیبا از دبیم خرهاتی و سرخا و دستخا و چاونخا از دبیم خرهاتی با خرهاتی And this is questions I think. Would anyone like to ask either Bejan or Jen a question? A question, which I very usually don't have. But I'm really interested to know whether working with Jen has affected the way that you write your poems in Kurdish or Turkish, whether the experience of translation has changed the way that you write in any way. Uh, thank you. Uh, Translation is always, um, I find it, it's a, it's a great experience, actually. As my English is still not good, uh, I don't feel comfortable in English. And uh, uh, working with Jen, it was, uh, first we did on Skype, and I saw her fi- face on the uh, computer screen. It was a very interesting connection with her and me. Uh, I'm glad to be translated by a woman first. That's very important, I think. Um, I'm sure it will, it will, I, I, I learned something from this experience. But since then, I didn't write any poetry because it's a new po- uh, project. And, uh, but to explain the, the metaphors and uh, because translation, some people think poetry cannot be translated because poetry is based on sound and you cannot create the uh, same sound in a different language. But you have to find a person who has a right sound. I think Jan does. That's why I'm happy. Thank you. Are you planning to produce an audio version of some of the poems with both of your reading? You can answer. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you go to the Poetry Translation website, we make um, podcasts of Bejan and Jan reading in both languages, and we're going to be releasing them slowly. And already, Ceremonial Road is, is on our website, ready to hear. Easy. <laughs> Anyone else? 
Um, it's lovely that you're doing, you're now writing your poems in French as well. Do you think by touring different countries with your poetry, you're helping to raise awareness of the curse? Because until ISIS, not a lot of people knew about the curse. Uh, as I said, my poetry is very political and uh, from the beginning of my first publishing, uh, when I first published my first, uh, it was 96, and uh, in Turkey at that time, people were very kind of afraid, uh, scared of saying, um, we are Kurdish. Uh, it was, we were not visible. and But I was very proud to say I'm Kurdish and I'm Alevi and... And all the uh, when my first book uh, it got two prize awards, and I was on news. I become very famous suddenly, without my I didn't I didn't I I still don't know how it happened. But the poetry I wrote write, it was very different than the poetry they know. The critics were very surprised. They were uh, one of the critic. Uh, once he asked me, he says. Uh, I really wanted to know where this poetry come from. Do you have a uh, poet, uh, your master, kind of? I said, I like reading poetry, but my master is my uh, history and my people's history and their struggle and the, the, the stories I remember from my childhood and their dignity their way of, um, yeah, I have these tragic feelings between, because I grew up in a Kurdish society, and then I went to Turkish schools, I studied law, I was in prison, and then I write in Turkish. I had a different, uh, I always felt I'm kind of bridge between these two reality, which are very different. Language is different, tradition is different, and uh, I felt this responsibility to tell about my people, how they feel, how they wanted to be visible, and because it's all about dignity and saying that we are exist, we are here, we are human. Art is about being human. Thank you. <laughs>